It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 446 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and fire to your day, and I just refilled my coffee cup. Today on the show, we continue our four-day ultimate Ask Us Anything, today answering questions about our friendships. Do we have to? (laughs) Uh, Also on the show today... Who would have thought the Bible was right? <laughs> First, today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. And we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Dog Biscuit Day. Yeah. yeah. We had that poll the other day. Uh, so tell us, Matt, how do dog biscuits taste? Gross. Fair. That's all I need Real to know. Gross. Uh, I would prefer this <coughs> next day over National Dog Biscuit Day. It's National Banana Bread Day. I love me some banana bread. I do too. And listen, my husband loves, I shouldn't say he loves, my husband actually enjoys making (laughs) banana bread, um, but like playing with the recipe every single time, seeing what he can add to it. To Cinnamon. Oh my gosh. Cinnamon is the one thing that he can add to banana bread. You cannot add cinnamon to chili. (laughs) <laughs> so he adds the cinnamon to the chili and the taco mix of the banana bread. Probably. <laughs> no, he's done like lemon and orange zest and mm, ooh, uh, orange zest. different kinds of like raspberry or uh, strawberry preserves and jelly, peanut butter, oh, just everything. Every, he legitimately, well, I mean, that's like a... <laughs> At this point, that's a basic thing. It is. It has to have walnuts. Yeah. He kind of opens up the baking cabinet that we have with all of our different baking stuff, and he's like, hmm, what am I going to put in this time? What's getting ready to expire that I should use? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, it is... Soy sauce. <laughs> that's not in our baking cabinet. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, it is Inconvenience Yourself Day. How you feel about that? I feel like it's actually a very biblical kind of idea. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a day to make sure it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make everybody else's day better by sacrificing a little bit of yours. Okay, but listen. <clears throat> I tell my kids this all the time. If the world could just jump on board with this idea. You okay? Yeah, my neck hurts. Okay. If I am constantly thinking about Mila, and Mila is constantly thinking about Topher, and Topher is constantly thinking about Cannon, and Cannon's constantly thinking about Chris, and Chris is constantly thinking about me, and we're all doing our part to make sure that person's needs are, are being met, and they're feeling loved, and they're being supported and encouraged, then no one is lacking. Everyone is feeling loved and supported and encouraged, and none of us are being selfish about it. Mm. 
Why can't the world be like that? <laughs> what the world? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to play a game. Mo and I are going to go head to head. I get to win back the belt. Read the copy. <laughs> oh, you get that's so right. Excited. My bad. Uh, all this out. <laughs> that's right, everybody. Matt and I will be playing a game as I return to my quest to gain back the undisputed back row championship title belt. And since I won last week in a game of rapid fire, I get to challenge Matt again today in the same game. And if I win, I reclaim what is mine. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happen. All right. Do you want to answer first? <laughs> no, you can answer first. I'm going to answer first. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, uh, new game? Yeah, new game. I think you have to put... Oh, it's already set up. Just for the play, we're only going to do one round each anyway. Just press... Okay. Yeah. Isn't that a song? Just push play. Gotta do it anyway. No? Okay. Maybe. Sounds like it should be. Mm, there's an ad for Facebook. It's the dumbest ad. Uh, it says Team Mo will answer first, but that's not that's not how it's going to work. Okay. Ready? Press start to begin. Name three words that start with G. Good gracious golly. Name three words that end in N. Uh, fun, bun, hun. Name three dinosaurs. Uh, T-Rex, uh, pterodactyl, and triceratops. Name three words that start with K. Uh, kite, uh, uh, kick, and kill. Name three brands of root beer. A&W, Barks, and, um, oh gosh, uh, 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 Mug. Name three Batman villains. Uh, Joker, um, Sandman, and, and, and Riddler. Name three jobs at a supermarket. Uh, cashier, uh, stock boy, uh, produce department sprayer guy. <laughs> Name three road signs. Stop, yield, and one way. Name three things you can take camping. You take camping. You take camping. Tents, uh, grill, uh, food. Okay. Will you give me that last one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you that last <laughs> one for sure because I misread it. Okay. So I got nine so then? nine. All yes. right. Matt That's how many nine. you got last time, just so you know. I'm really, really, really thankful that you had that one. Because I could not have done three brands of root beer. Oh, I, got, I was, I thought I was, I thought I was done. I could not think of that third one for a second, but I got there. A and W was the only one I could think of. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, I, um, you gave me the Batman villain one, and that was the case of I knew too many that my brain refused to settle on them. Yeah, you're gonna so go I'm back. Like, bah, bah, bah. You're it gonna looks go back like and I don't watch know. because, like, I know that as soon as I saw the question, I was like, "Great, right?" He gets this one, but then you're like kind of struggling, and I'm like, right. "I'm struggling because huh? I have like 15 flooding my brain at once, and I'm trying to pull just three out." <coughs> I hate that. Oh, sorry, hit yeah. the microphone. Okay, your turn. Are you ready? No, I'm really you gotta, not. You gotta get ten. <laughs> you gotta get ten. I know, my heart is like pounding. <laughs> okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Name three constellations. The Big Dipper, Orion, Little Dipper. <laughs> Name three universities. Uh Duke University, North Carolina University of North Carolina and Berkeley. Name three words that start with Y. Yo yum yeet. I'll give it to you. Name three Spice Girls. Uh, Baby Spice, Scary Spice, Posh. 
Name three toys that were popular when you were young. Tamagotchi. Uh, oh, shoot. What's that thing that... Tamagotchi, Legos, and Cabbage Patch dolls. Name three burger toppings. Uh, tomato, lettuce, cheese. Name three things you carry in a purse. Wallet, chapstick, phone. Name three Slurpee flavors. Uh, Coca-Cola, cherry, and uh, grape. Name three wood products. A table, a chair, and a... A light stand. <laughs> Three things found in space. Uh, stars, moon, and sun. Oh. Oh. Okay, so here's the deal. You answered the last one right after the buzzer. I did the same thing in the last round, but you said you gave it to me because you screwed up the question. Mm-hmm. And I didn't screw up the question. No, but when I said stand, <laughs> you paused. You didn't read the next question. But you were still talking. You said light stand, stand thing. I didn't say thing. I said light well, stand. Well, you were still, you were muttering. How many did I get? <laughs> so you were, you were between nine and ten. So, so I mean, at the very least, down to, we tied. Do we give it to you or not? We need to ask. <laughs> we need to ask the Discord. Should we do another round? I'm okay with doing another round. I'm okay with doing another round. Let's do another round. <coughs> I'm going to back out. Oh, that is true. You you sassed my yeet answer also. How did I sass it? You said, uh, I'll give it to you. I did sass it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Uh, I did too. Uh, and I remembered. I did say that. I, thanks, I was Nick. I was going to say... I don't, I'm not going to count yeet, but then I realized, eh, I guess technically it's a word. It might not be a good word, but it's a word. I really think that it's, it's in the uh, updated dictionary. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> All right. Mo thanks, wins. Matt. Mo wins. I'm not going to uh -huh. fight it. Oh, thanks, KY. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good job. Man. Uh... That's a record, though. That Ten. Is a record. And I can actually. Oh nope. Hold on. Huh? I think I can move this. Bloop. <gasps> there you go. Would you? It's back over on your side now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so exciting. <laughs> All Congratulations. Right. Thanks. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So Valentine's Day is once again come and gone, and I ended up with a gummy video game controller for Valentine's Day. It's almost the full size of a PlayStation 5 controller, but solid or squishy gummy. And while I first thought, man, that's cool. And then the second thought is, that's a lot of sugar. But then the third thought was that as I was looking at the packaging, I noticed that the gummy is held completely in a plastic casing. And my immediate thought, because if you've ever seen my booth at a Comic-Con or seen my posts online, uh, outside of the books and stuff, I make candles. And... My candles usually come from weird molds, like I've got a BB-8 ice mold, and 
a Death Star whiskey ice mold and stuff like that. And I was like, man, if I do this right, I can make a candle that's almost the full size of a video game controller. And uh, so I pulled the gummy controller out of the packaging. And I took a huge bite, put it in a Ziploc and wiped it out. And I took the, the packaging into my little uh, candle lab in my garage where I make candles and you know start mixing some scents and colors and heating up the wax but then starting to cool it slowly so that I didn't melt because this thing is not made for candles and my daughters are watching me and they said dude what are you doing this isn't something that you're supposed to be able to mold into this and this isn't what this is meant for and it, it just made me think back to this verse in Romans 9.20 where it says, On the contrary, who are you, mere man, that you are to talk back to God? Can an object that was molded say to the one who molded it, Why did you make me like this? The reality is, I'm making some video game controller-shaped candles, and they're pretty dope. But past that, we need to be able to learn to say, You know what, if God made us this way, He did it for a reason. He has the right to. And... We should take joy and comfort in the fact that we're not accidental, that he made us how we are, and that as he created us, he looks on us with love. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. To the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for most fact of the day oh here's a here's a dictionary fact for you <laughs> according to the oxford english Dix- dictionary in 1925 dog biscuits was a military slang for army mattresses I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it's the but best. It's, a fact. <laughs> it's the best dog biscuit fact that I could find, y'all. <laughs> uh, now it's over to our weird news desk. Um, here's a, a news story that you might not have heard. All right, guys. So this maybe isn't so much a weird news story as it is a. Uh, Disturbing. Kind of like we told you so news story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to like read the whole news story. I'm just going to tell you what it is. So there has been a huge, uh, huge study done, a bunch of research done about marriages, and, and uh, I think it was specifically around women. Uh, so it was following women who get married young. Okay. Um, but it shows us a a truth that you know the Bible has taught and churches have taught for a long time. <clears throat> but it says that when when uh, you get married before the age of 30, your risk for divorce is pretty high. Right. Like it's significantly higher than getting married after 30. Yeah. But the research has found that that is not true in one case. Okay. And that case is if you don't live together first. Huh. 
it's they found that uh, again, I think this was focused on women, but they found that the, the couples that got married before the age of 30, I think it was between 20 and 30 was the, the range they were going for, who did not cohabitate before they got married, their divorce rate was uh, one of the lowest. Hmm. And I do think, <clears throat> like we've talked about this before, I do think that the, the, the reasoning behind that, other than it's kind of like the you know biblical standard, but I think the reason it's the biblical standard is because it has to do with how we develop as people. Like we said, when you get married young, you're still developing into who you are. Right. And when you choose to live together beforehand, what you're doing is what you're doing, whether you think you're doing it or not, is subconsciously finding all the reasons to not stick with the person you're living with mm. because there's nothing concrete holding you there. But if you still love each other enough, you can convince yourself, okay, well, I can deal with these and you get married and then you go back and nothing's different. Now you're just married, but you're still living in the same way you were and all those problems that you found are still there. Mm -hmm. And now you think, okay, well, maybe I don't want to live th with these for the rest of my life. Let's just call it off. Yeah. I mean, that's an easier leap to make when you are unmarried, not living together, but developing kind of up together, but still developing separately up until the point of marriage. At that point, you're stepping into a new journey. Mm -hmm. If you live together only after you get married, you're realizing that from this point forward, we grow together. Yeah. <clears throat> With the understanding that this is a permanent thing. Yeah. Because again, mostly this is religious families, not necessarily just Christian, but religious families that, that tend to go that route. Right. You're realizing this is a commitment that we're making. And so you will still come across those foibles and failings, but it'll often be a lot later. Because, again, you wouldn't have lived with this person for so long already for those failings to come forward. So this will come much later after your marriage is already starting to solidify in the earlier year or two or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those foibles start to come out. You realize, okay, this is going to be harder than we thought. But because now you have already had this bedrock of being together and growing together and developing together uh, on purpose with a commitment... That's harder to break at that point. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really just about the commitment itself. Like so many people think that the, the marriage these days think the marriage is just a piece of paper and it doesn't really mean anything. And that's because we've made it not mean anything. Right. By not making that be anything special other than tax breaks. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you make that commitment, something that is life changing and permanent it forces you to grow in a way that works together with your spouse as opposed to growing separately um, because you were already together. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're finding things that you don't like about them before you even get married. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that doesn't say anything about uh, Situations where there's abuse or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. But I am talking about issues with, you know, personality and immaturity and um, addiction and, and all those kind of things that can come up as the years go by. If you have a firmer foundation of marriage, you have a stronger foundation uh, to, to have to break apart. Yeah. In order to uh, see the need for divorce. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Interesting. So you wanted to say what? Huh? I told you so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we told you so, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just listen to him. He wrote this big book full of great rules. Just listen. Right. There's a reason. It's not just because he wants to kill your fun. <laughs> he has a reason for him, guys. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just kidding. We can't force the beliefs on everybody, but hopefully this will open up some eyes. Uh, like, okay, well, maybe we don't live together first. Yeah. Let's try and do this the right way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I will say it also is very hopeful for... That is very encouraging, I should say, for younger couples who get married. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't have to be a statistic. So here, let me read that specific part and tell you where you can find this information. It says, as we recently discovered, however, there's an interesting exception to the idea that waiting until 30 is best. In analyzing reports of marriage and divorce for more than 50,000 women in the U.S. government's National Survey of Family Growth, we found that there is a group of women for whom marriage before 30 is not risky. Women who married directly without ever cohabitating prior to marriage. In fact, women who married between 22, 22, not 20, 22 and 30 without first living together had some of the lowest rates of divorce in the National Survey of Family Growth. So I That's also, among all ages. I think that it's important to note there's, there's words in between the words there, and I wonder if it's purposeful, but it says for women who have never cohabitated. And it, to me, and I could be wrong, but to me, that isn't just saying with the person that they ended up marrying, but any previous person that they may have dated as well, yeah. which I think that that also adds a whole nother, whole nother level to it. Yeah. You know? So anyway. But anyway. Interesting study. Yeah. Interesting study. Mm-hmm. Good to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and a whole network of podcasts. And follow Love Thy Nerd on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash LTN on air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more exclusive live interactive content. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, Mo and I are answering your questions. And uh, while once a week you ask us a, a question at the end of the week, and we've done a couple short Ask Us Anything events in the past, this week we've invited you to ask us everything about everything. As long as it's not super inappropriate, we've promised to answer it all, even the embarrassing ones. So today <gasps> we're answering questions focused specifically around our friendships. And some of these are about Mo and I's friendship, and some of them are about our friendships in general. 
Uh, you so, don't have any other friends. <laughs> I don't have many. I'm just kidding. I'm just, that was really rude of me. It was rude, I'm but it was kidding. more accurate than you. And that kind of made it hurt worse. I'm, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. So I'm going to read the questions this time, and Mo's yes. going to answer first. Uh-huh. Which first, is awkward for this first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. This one, I guess, is just for me. It is just for you. Um, well, I mean, I guess you could give your, your thought. I'll read my thoughts. And then you, if you have anything to add from your perspective, go ahead. So the first question is from Lark. And Lark said, uh, how did Mo become the better half of the show? And I wrote, by being able to put me in my place when need be. Uh, She's also more personable, looks better on camera, and sounds better on radio. I don't know that I sound better on radio. Uh, Well, right now you do, for sure. Well, yeah, but... (laughs) You definitely have more of a radio voice. I have a radio voice, but I don't always keep it on, and that's the problem. I'm not forward-thinking about my voice, and so I often get too quiet. This is just me nitpicking myself. Yeah, that's fair. But you're pretty consistent. Let's put it that way. Loud. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Always have been. Since since the very first time I was on a podcast, loud. Um, Also, Uh, can I just add that what happened before we actually opened up and started answering questions probably adds to it a little bit as well. The fact that I'm really quick to point out when I'm wrong and say, I'm sorry, that was wrong of me. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that. true. Yeah. But that hasn't always been the case. You've grown. Fact, Jack. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Larg also asked if you had to add someone from this Discord, which is our Backrobuds Discord at backrodiscord.com, as a third co-host of the show, who would it be? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Listen, I feel like I'm about to make somebody super upset. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say Oriel, hands down. Um, he does a really good job interacting with us. It's not awkward. Um, he is very good at communicating his thoughts without like, uh, chasing a rabbit trail. Hmm. Um, he has a very good radio voice. He does. He does. And I mean, he's been around the longest, so it's only (laughs) fair. Um, so I honestly think I'm taking the easy way out here and saying several names. I honestly (laughs) think that at least half of you would work well in the role. I think Tad and Thray are great for intellectual additions. Yes. Uh, if we wanted more humor and sarcasm, I think Brian and Megara both would be good in that role. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, seriously, quite a quite a few of you could be good in that third chair. I really think. I think that it's it hard would be. To pick one. I think it'd be super fun to have a. We have nothing to do with this. To have a Meg Oriel Thray Tad roundtable podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> would drop be, a topic in their lap. Uh huh. And just let them go for it. The I went back and forth because... It's not an impossibility, by the way. I... Okay, so I love Thray. She was one of my top thoughts. Tad was one of my top thoughts. But, and Tad even admits this in the chat, he chases squirrels. And Thray, while I love her dearly, can get caught in a word when she's trying to explain something. <laughs> And so sometimes I want to be like, come on, three, come on, say what you're saying. So that's why I had to pick Oreo. 
<laughs> hmm, Thrace. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Magara is asking, what is your, what were your first impressions of each other? <laughs> um. So. <clears throat> I had my answer. I thought that Matt was a over-controlling worrywart. Who needed that, to mind his business. <laughs> no, yeah, no no reason not to think that. But then out of nowhere was super kind. Like within <laughs> within the next minute, it was like, oh, okay. He's not necessarily a worry wart. He's just concerned, and he's going to make sure that nothing happens. I didn't want to have to tell your husband <laughs> that I just sat there and watched you fall off a ladder and die. <laughs> It's a very tall ladder. You're on the top rung, reaching out with your full extended arm and body, and I'm way in the back trying to put the service together thinking she's going to fall and die, and I'm going to have to explain that I just sat there and let it happen. Yeah. So on top of it being a very tall ladder (laughs) and me being on the top rung that you're not supposed to be standing on, um, I was reaching over into an open baptismal (laughs) that did not have water in it. So, yes, absolutely. I would have died. So, yeah, my first impression of Mo, and one I believe is still pretty accurate, is that she is devoted yet reckless. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Very fair. (laughs) Megara also asked, uh, when did you know you were friends for life? I I don't know, Matt. Mm. I don't. I can't pinpoint it. Okay. You can pinpoint it? Yes, I can. Can you really? Mm Mm-hmm. I pinpointed from that very first interaction. Did you really? We talked a lot while we were there. It was like we half an hour. Did. Yeah. And I thought by the end of that, this is a fun person. I want to hang out with her more. Yeah. So I. Oh, it was love at first sight. Matt. <laughs> um, I will agree that that very first interaction, I walked away like. Not feeling like I had just talked with a stranger, but feeling <clears throat> oddly like I had just spoken with a friend that I had known my entire life. Right. It was. It felt like we had already been friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, by the end of it, anyway. And it was really weird because we didn't talk about anything particularly special. Yeah. I don't really remember anything we talked about. But it's just that we were both there. This was happening. I was going to hold that ladder no matter what you said. And so we just... Talked. Yeah. Talked about VBS and talked about other things. And it's like, hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, also, when you asked me to be your one and only co-host, that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm stuck with this dude for forever now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Gracious sakes. You good? I think so. Okay. Bagara asked, what is your honest opinion of each of the Among Us crew? Oh, this was gosh. hard and long to do. <sighs> Make okay. them quick. Quick opinions. I, but, um, I don't have quick opinions. Okay. Can't um, be here. Okay. Listen. Shh. I was not a super fan of Lark in the beginning because <laughs> she was mean. Oh, she was mean to you that first night. She, she was, was mean. Joking. She was joking, but... In the way that she joked with everybody else. But we've come across this a couple times. I've had a few people tell me this same thing. It's like their first night playing, the first couple nights playing. You know, we kind of treat you like we treat everybody, which is all kind of like in a joking, mean way. Yeah. But 
they took it as, oh gosh, I've, I've caused so many problems. I've caused so many problems. I Thray has always, always, always been the detective, which I love. It's mm-hmm. always so disappointing when she dies because then it's like, who's we gonna... all? Yeah, we're all lost. <laughs> like, oh happen? no, Thray died first. Yeah. Dang it. Uh huh. What's gonna happen now? Uh, <laughs> Who knows how to play this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oriole is like my brother from another mother, just because we're both from Maryland and have this bond always. Um, that Radio Matt dude, I'm not a super fan of. Always trying to kill me for no good reason. <laughs> Who else is in there that I'm forgetting? Meg. Again, Meg is my girl because we share a name. Got Rogar so in here. We have Ro. Oh, oh, see. Yeah, I don't think Rogar cares for me very much (laughs) because there's only a couple people that I've ever like thrown huge sus on and he's one of them and he's one of them and I was wrong and people actually listened to me this time (laughs) and yeah, Uh, I still feel bad about that. Did you say silver? Silver. It's gosh, like I feel like I have kind of the same feelings just in different ways about everybody. These people are my people they're my friends but my they're people. people that i've never met and i don't know anyway silver is she's more fun to watch on her stream while she's playing than to actually play alongside because she's such a facial kind of person mm. you when you're watching her yeah. on her stream you can see all of the her actual reactions. reactions. Yeah. yeah. Her face um, is very uh, emotive. My least favorite person is Coffee, <laughs> hands down. Were you still playing when Grayson was playing with us? Yes. Uh, Grayson is my more favorite of the um, teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> Rye Guy? Love Rye Guy. <laughs> Rye Guy was so fun to play with, especially in those early days when he could not lie. <laughs> he still struggles with it from yeah. time to time. And but. I think the only other person that is playing now that you played with was Gabigan. Oh, see, and Gabigan, he's from Georgia, which we just recently found out. But mm-hmm. from the very first time that I heard Gabigan talk, he reminded me of home. And so, like, just to play with him and hear him in chat talking, it's like a comforting kind of thing, which is oddly strange. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm at home <clears throat> when Gabigan is playing. Yeah, uh, I, I got, I, I, I understand that feeling exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know what you're saying. All right, so I'm going through this list, and I have a couple more names because these are people that have joined us regularly since you kind of. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, became a turd. Um, wow. I mean, stop playing. I'm sorry. I don't know how that came out that way. <laughs> so I guess Silver uh, is a true leader. Thray is pretty much a genius. Brian is snarky, good fun. Toffee is great at what he does, but sometimes too serious about it. Rogar mm-hmm. is hard to read. Lark is talkative. Grayson digs his own grave. Ryguy is still reckless. Meg is full of mayhem. Gabigan is a fun dad. Brother Mod is fun to pester. Tad is very excited all the time. Toothless is secretly better than most of us at the game. And I think that's everybody that's fair that regularly plays yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. all right Megara asked uh mo would you be down for a ladies among us night ladies uh, only yes please i actually think that one of my very favorite times playing among us it was three we had three killers yeah we do that mostly these and days. it was three ladies i want to say it was me three 
and silver. I think I think so. I think I'm remembering the game. And it was a victory. And it was beautiful. <laughs> and I loved it. So yeah, I think that it would be fun to do a ladies only. A ladies night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magara asks, if you could... Oh, I had that on just me that whole time. Sorry. Makara <laughs> <laughs> asks, if you could meet us all in person, would you prefer to uh, do so as a group or one-on-one? Mm, I think, so honestly, I think that having kind of like a group gathering would probably take a lot of pressure off of yeah. a lot of anxiety uh, surrounding, well, these people are like my friends, but they're only like my friends through a screen. What's it really going to be like face to face? And <laughs> you have more of a likelihood to connect at least with one of them physically and in reality than not connecting with anyone. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, so it would, in a group would take a lot of pressure, but I would definitely <clears throat> want to spend time one-on-one with each person. Um, I'm just going to stick with a group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good in one-on-one situations with pretty much anybody. So, yeah, <laughs> groups are good. Okay. I'm going to ask, are most of your friends younger or older than you? Um, this has recently changed. Well, I shouldn't say recently. There was a time where I was the baby of the group, and it's because I had kids pretty young. And so I was friends. So you jumped into all the... Yeah. Parents. Right. Things. Yeah. My friends were my kids' friends' parents. And so I can constantly remember being told, you're so young. And I hated it. Oh, I hated it. I could not stand it. Um, But now, somehow, my friends are roughly the same age as me or younger than me. And it's very odd. One of my closest (laughs) friends is actually Cannon's ex-girlfriend's mom. (laughs) And she is... 30 and (laughs) I have to remind myself on a regular basis you're almost a almost a decade younger than me like (laughs) closer to half a decade come on but she definitely is and she was a very young mom Mm. and so she's had to mature just like I did you know yeah so anyway Um, most of my friends now are younger than me mainly because most of my friends um, are staff at this church and they're all younger than me, um, but those are just the only people that I really hang out with, and that's even a rarity. Um, but it used to be the opposite, not because we had kids, because we actually waited to have kids, um, but it was because uh, I get along better with older, with older people. people. I get mm. I get kind of irritated by young people, and that's still true. See, <laughs> younger people. <laughs> so I would say that when I was in my twenties, I got along better with older people because those older people were in their thirties. But now that I'm almost like encroaching on 40, someone who is in their fifties and sixties, I really have a difficult time with. Yeah, no, once, once you get, once we get up to the fifties and sixties area with people, I'm like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. (laughs) I can't Uh, for most people as well. That sounds really awful. It does, but but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Makara, if you had to go to one of the Discord buds for advice, who would it be or why? Oh, I mean, I don't mean, okay, this is an easy, easy answer for me. Easy, hands down. But I don't want to say that it's easy and then hurt anybody's feelings that I didn't pick them. Does that make sense? Thray, hands down. She is who I would go to for advice. And know that she would give it to me lovingly, but in truth.
she would be really honest, but not to where it hurt terribly bad. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Brother Mon and Chad is, is asking me to expound on my thoughts of him. Oh. Uh, so I said that he was fun to pester. And what I mean by that is that he's relatively new to our game. Not new to the group, of course, but relatively new to the game. And he, his reactions to everything have been uh, so incredibly entertaining that you want to be involved with him and somehow, somehow you want to uh, either kill him right away or if you're one of my favorite things that happened recently was I was the guardian angel and he was trying to kill Grayson, which is his arch enemy uh, for some reason. <clears throat> and I kept protecting Grayson <laughs> so he couldn't, he couldn't kill him. And to hear his response to that after the fact was absolutely hilarious. Um, and so that's what I meant by fun to pester. Yeah. Um, you're a really cool guy. Uh, and then I'm going to expound on that. The Discord buds that I would probably go to advice for, and this is kind of expounding on what you said as well about Gabigan, yeah. are probably Gabigan or Brother Mod. Uh, I don't necessarily know why. They just seem learned. Learned? <laughs> learned and wise. <laughs> I, yeah. feel, I feel like I would get honest, uh, uplifting, yet... Uh, truthful responses yeah. to things that I needed to know. Mm -hmm. That's fair. How about that? How about them <laughs> apples? Uh -huh. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Magar asks, which Discord friend is the one that you are pleas most pleasantly surprised by? Tad. <laughs> Hands down. I put Tristan and Tad. They make me feel more important than I really am. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh-huh. And honestly, so I don't know if I'm pretty certain that Tad was already typing this and had hit enter in the chat before I even <laughs> don't said look it. Look at those messages. Uh-huh. Um but it does have a lot to do with that because so Tad says I'm just a kid to these old folks. Um I would have never guessed his age because he is so wise and so mature. Um and so that was definitely a a pleasant surprise sure. and then to know that he cares enough about us mm -hmm. to listen to <laughs> too many of our episodes all of the episodes yeah <laughs> anyway all right brian asks uh, i know when you were in the early days so this is my question okay i know when you were in the early days you had more of a roundtable discussion group what made you realize mo was the right one to just continue with so by early days, he means the Backrow Baptist podcast, which was the first, very first version of what this became. And uh, the very first episode, it was me, uh, John from the Two Words podcast, and our pastor, Kevin Wellborn at the time, the very deeper guy. Uh, the very deeper the very guy. Deeper guy. <laughs> and I feel like it was really quickly. It was within the first five or to seven episodes, somewhere around there, we invited Mo on. Um, because we were going to be talking about issues in marriage, and this was something that you had just been starting to overcome, mm -hmm. uh, and you were willing to talk about it. And I noticed immediately that she had very natural like radio skills, uh, as well as being funny as all get out. Uh, and so after that first show that she was on, I was convinced that she needed to be on every podcast. Uh, so we did have a round table for those 
for that podcast, for that first podcast. But Mo was a constant along with me. We had 125 episodes. She was in 118 of them, I think, like almost all of them. Uh, she even hosted a couple without me. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really that we had a bunch of people and I picked one to move on to the morning show with me. Uh, it was more like she became my co-host almost right away because we had this natural connection uh, ability to play off each other. And uh, I, I think that was the right call yeah. still to this day. Um, God also orchestrated some things, um, moving some people out of the picture, because I do feel like Joey and Kevin. Joey was good, yeah. Joey and Kevin both, I think. Kevin was funny. Yeah. But he's he's always kind of like side chair. He like is. Like he's, he's, he's perpetual third chair. Like if he's here, I'd have him here as often as he wanted to be, but he still wouldn't be my co-host. No? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because he wa- he doesn't want to be the intellectual guy always talking about the serious stuff or having he, these discussions. Yeah. He wants to be the jokester, uh-huh. which is not a bad thing to have. <clears throat> but sometimes you and I talk about deeper things and I wouldn't be able to keep up with him. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he not only that, but he would continually go very deeper. So Very deeper. Yeah. Uh, Brian asks, what's the best part of the weekly Among Us games? At least when you were a part of them. Um, honestly, I'm just gonna keep jabbing you with that. I know until you come I back. Know. <laughs> you know what? I'll be back on Tuesday. How's that? I'll make a Do promise. It. You better. I'll make a promise. Everybody um, hold her to it. Yeah, please. So, just as cheesy and corny as it sounds, just being a part of a group of people who care, who genuinely care, and they don't have to care. You know, because you could very easily write each one of us off. Sure. There's only a couple within the group who personally know each other. And so it would be really easy for us all to just be like, all right, and we're done. Peace out. You know, but that's not how it is. There's Mm. genuine concern and love for each other. And that's just so rare Mm -hmm. that, oh, it is definitely something that is. (laughs) Don't cry more needed mm-hmm. within our daily lives. Yeah. Uh, the, the best part is the fact that our, our group has become its own little community. Uh, what has happened with our Among Us crew is exactly what LTN wants to do. Uh, it wants to be the catalyst for growth among people like us. The fact that, firstly, we have all grown so close initially just from playing a silly space murder game uh-huh. uh, to the point where we are genuinely invested in each other's lives. Uh, that's a big deal. And secondly, because of that, it has expanded outwardly. Uh, and thirdly, we welcome newcomers all the time into the group with little to no awkwardness. We've become this this small group community that we have, uh, that, that Love Thy Nerd always wants to have. And that's, we've seen that happen in many other areas. <clears throat> but I was told by like, you know, staff members, we had the, uh, we had a call on, discord where we prayed over Oriole mm. as he's been going through some, some medical struggles lately. And, and, you know, he was worried and we were, you know, all worried for him too. And, you know, they said, had it not been for that among us night thing, that probably wouldn't have happened. But we saw that big 
that big call and that huge prayer where where nearly all of us just just bathed Brian in prayer that day. They saw that and they wanted to tear up over just the fact that it was happening at all. Yeah. That that you know this was the this was the moment where they afterwards talked and they were just like it's working, guys, it's working. <clears throat> like it's important. This kind of stuff is important, and we don't realize how how something so silly can actually be the catalyst for something big. Yeah. And so it has become extremely important to me. And the more we see, and we've seen this in li- in littler ways also throughout the throughout the last year and a half or so, where you know we've had people that have had bad weeks or bad down. We've sent them you know sent them food or you know sent them. Um, bless them in other ways. I've been blessed when my, when my mother-in-law passed away and our family was struggling, that same group of people, you know, blessed us with, with a, a gift to, to, you know, buy some food and make it easier on us during that time. And, you know, these, these kind of things are, are little, but they're big, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and those are, those are ways that the body of Christ, the church body are supposed to operate. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing with among us is church. Yeah, it is without a doubt. Yeah. Can I just say that that it is kind of mm, y'all I'm about to get real for just a second. Okay. This is kind of mixing. Let's give you the spotlight then. This is kind of mixing (laughs) faith with friendship. Okay. Okay. Um, what we have in our discord group has kind of skewed mm, for me church Mm. because it almost like makes me angry, makes me bitter, which is not a good thing. I know that. Listen, I'm listening. (laughs) Um, that a group of people who I've never met Mm. know the inner workings of my life, know when I'm struggling, know when my family's struggling, choose to go out of their way to love and support me through those times. And yet, it's so difficult for a body of believers that I see regularly and that I'm a part of regularly to step up in the same way, which is very common within churches. I don't understand why it's pretty heartbreaking to me. Um, I think COVID has even made it worse. Absolutely. We've all retreated. Yeah. It has made people feel safe and secure in their own homes and not really having to fellowship. Well, no, even at church, I feel like even people that are attending church still, still tend to try and section themselves off a bit Yeah, more out of an impulse or maybe, uh, you know, an, an, un a, uh, what's it called? unconscious thing, you know, something that they're not even realize they're doing Mm -hmm. just because that's how our brains have been trained over the last couple of months, years. Yeah. Yeah. And now I get you. So, you know, the discord group has been good and, and it's also kind of slightly bad for me. (laughs) Quit making me realize that things should be better elsewhere. Right. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Brother Maud asks, what friendships are you most thankful for? Uh, which you see others close to you enjoying. So not our friendships, but friendships from that our spouses have or our children have and why? Uh, well, I've said this 22,000 times. I'll say it again. Um, since becoming a part of the LTN community and Topher becoming a part of the community, 
his confidence and um, in who he is, not only as a nerd, but also as a believer, yeah, has just grown beyond anything that I could have ever hoped for, for him. And so for that friendship, for that community of people who have surrounded him and loved him, that's something that I'm, I will always be immensely, immensely grateful for. Um, also with, I guess really just my children, um, Canon going back to my, my friend, his ex-girlfriend's parents, they have really chosen to continue to love and support him. They yeah. text him daily. Um, he was at home a couple, couple days la- this past week and her mom, his ex-girlfriend's mom brought him lunch every day and just came over to see him and check on him and make sure that he's doing okay. She's gone to his wrestling matches. Um, they get on game pigeon all the time and play games back and forth with each other. So both with both of my boys, having these adults who have come into their lives and not only built a relationship with them, but also helped point them back to Jesus is something that I'm, I'm immensely grateful for because it's not just coming from me. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for my oldest son's friendships, but more broadly, because um, I've seen him care about kids that are being left out to oh, make sure that they're yeah. included. He's always been like, <clears throat> yeah. And we, and his teachers tell us, you know, stuff like that too, all the time that he's, he's, he's a leader, but he's, he's more, uh, a leader that genuinely wants to make everybody included. Yeah. Um, most of the time, uh, if he could be that way with his little brother more often, I feel better about it. Well. <laughs> but uh, I also enjoy that my wife is genuine, fr- genuinely friends with her sister. Mm. It's inspiring to me and makes me hopeful for our kids because me and my brothers not only have no relationship, but we actively dislike each other. Oh my gosh. Uh, And I hate that. And I've always hated that. But uh, every time there's hope for that to change, something else terrible happens and breaks down. And so, um, yeah, I've always kind of been worried about that in the back of my mind, even long before we had kids that, you know, our kids are going to hate each other. So it's nice to see that. And then every time that they bicker and argue, it only like (coughs) solidifies that fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm, I'm inspired by that. I'm grateful for it. In fact, they're all the siblings are close, but especially, uh, Deidre and her sister. Yeah. Uh, KY asked, have you ever, uh, have you ever had to abandon an unhealthy friendship as an adult? And what did that process look like? Or what should it have looked like? So I for real have to answer this first. (laughs) You can answer last if you want. I can answer first. Do you have a long answer? Not particularly long. Okay, go first, please. Okay. So not really as an adult. Um, Some have just fallen away as we've grown apart, uh, but they weren't necessarily unhealthy. They just kind of run their course, which I believe is a thing that happens. Um, The last time I remember actively having to end a friendship was in high school. Uh, And it was because uh, she had feelings for me and I did not return those feelings. And she got increasingly toxic with me. Uh, And so it was not ended well. Uh, It was a yelling match at school. 
Uh, we made up a few months later, but it was right before she graduated early and moved away to college, uh, start college early. Um, so yeah, that was a person that was a person where I had a friendship with her like I have with you, mm. but she did not saw more <laughs> wanted more. Yeah. And, uh, I had always been very clear that that was never an option because I was dating Deidre at that time. At that right. time, I'd already been dating Deidre for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So that was the last time. And really, I think might be the only time I ever had to like end a friendship, like purposefully hmm. that I recall. So the answer, my answer to this one is yes, <laughs> but no. Um, and let me, let I, me explain. I understand that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you know the story. I do. That's why. Um, so about two years ago, um, Chris and I are best friends with another couple, um, and have been best, best friends. Yeah. We have been best friends for several, several years, um, worked in ministry together all attended the same church. Um, but a couple of years ago, there were some underlying things that were occurring and things that were being said that were just hurtful. Let's make it clear. It's not my wife and I, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different, just so nobody's getting thoughts. Yeah. It's no. a different couple. Yeah. There was never a time where <clears throat> Matt and I have only fought once. Um, mm -hmm. and I was wrong and we made up, I mean, pretty, like, you know, we fought it out immediately. Yeah. And, it was solved. Yeah. Um, so it was not the case with these friends. And for a while, we tried to just kind of like push down the feelings and not really address it, not really talk about it. Chris and I tried to work on it on our own. I know that they were working on it on their on their own. Yeah. Is that right? Is that correct English Enough. on their own? Um, anyway. But it became to the point to where every time we were together, which was a lot, um, like feelings of bitterness and resentment would just boil up and it became incredibly, incredibly unhealthy, not just for the four of us, but even for our children. And so there was almost a year and four months where we did not speak, which when you go every day speaking to these people and they are quite literally a part of your daily life, a, f a part of your family, not speaking to these people was very, very difficult. Yeah. Very hard, but it was also very necessary. And thankfully <laughs> in that year and four months, uh, Corona happened. And so it made it a little easier to not have to talk to them and see them because we were all quarantined. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, not having them in our daily lives made us realize that we needed to resolve and forgive and restore in time because not having them in our daily lives was too painful. Yeah. And we knew that we needed them um, as our friends. So... It was a, a, a little over a year that we didn't talk. We just completely cut ties, no texting, no nothing. Um, I think the only time that we said anything was on the birthdays and it was just happy birthday, no more. Um, and then finally one day, and she would say, 
I walked past her and I smiled and instead of wanting to kill me, she actually smiled back. And so it was in that moment that we both kind of realized, okay, healing is happening. And so we didn't push it. We didn't force anything. We just continued to pray. And then it was about three months after that, that we reached out to each other and we sat down, she and I sat down, had a very long conversation with each other that lasted about five hours. I missed a VBS meeting that I was supposed to be at. <laughs> um, and then she and I continued to heal. Um, slowly the husbands continued to heal and looking back now, it's kind of strange and odd that we even went through that season because yeah. we've kind of picked right back up, yeah. but left the nasty stuff in the past where it belonged. So restoration you is possible. Well. You told that well. Thank you. <sighs> All right. Next question from KY. Okay. Is uh, what question were you secretly hoping that we would ask? I can't think of one. I kind of wanted to talk about my tattoos, but since no one asked, I'm not going to. Uh, and then she asked, uh, what questions... nothing to do with friendship or whatever. You, I, don't know, I, 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 I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then what question were you secretly dreading that we'd ask? That last one that I just answered. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> See, I, I took these as, you know, they're the friends that we're talking about. The, the discord buds and so this question was a broad question not about friends per se but this what did you hope that we as your friends would or wouldn't ask in this whole ask us anything thing yeah i know that's why my answer wasn't friendship related oh and my okay. answer for this one's not friendship related either because the question i was dreading you'd ask is how much do i weigh okay <laughs> all right uh, next up from Tad, what is one activity you wish you could share with the other, even if they're not interested in cruising and camping? I want to ride a bunch of roller coasters together. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thray asked, uh, this, this decade shifted our comfort zones, uh, about how we interact as people pre pandemic. What was your default form of socializing coffee, movies, board games? How did you like to hang out? Um, I am always the host. So pre pandemic, it was regular that on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon, people were at my house and were playing games, hanging out, talking, watching football or whatever, just being together in my home. My default form of socializing is to be forced to go places by my wife because I actively dislike the idea of hanging out with everybody, even people that I absolutely love. I almost always have fun when I go, but I forget that it, that every time that comes up in the next weeks or months. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have to hang out with people, uh, if I have to hang out with people, rather. Movies are always a good choice because there's less talking. <laughs> and if it's a group get-together, I'd prefer to be playing games, but I feel like I've done that almost just as much post-pandemic as I did pre-pandemic. So yeah. it really hasn't changed all that much for me because I'm a buzzkill. 
Well, so it's funny that your first pick is to go to the movies because that is my last pick. Like anytime anybody's like, you want to go to the movies? And I'm like, uh, not really. I can't Why? talk. <laughs> uh, and last one for this section is uh, from Thray again. Besides Among Us, what games do you most enjoy and want the group to try sometime? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we love Jackbox games mm-hmm. in our house. Quiplash, uh, the Wheel of Enormous Proportions. Is that what it's Something called? Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah we lo- play occasionally with the group. The group does do some, rarely, like special occasions. Yeah. 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 Love Ticket to Ride. Love uh, Code Still Names. I haven't played that. I need to play Ticket to Ride. Oh, Ticket to Ride. You know what? Can <coughs> we just invite you and Deidre and the kids over and we'll do Ticket to Ride? We should do that some night for okay. sure. Perfect. For real. And I'm being serious. Uh, what are y'all doing Sunday? <laughs> it won't be this week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, you got to give us much more advance notice than that. Why? Because <laughs> it doesn't get much more advanced. My schedule. My schedule is constantly in flux with things. Um... What about game? Are there online games or anything? Or just all party games? Wordle, for sure. You can't play Wordle as a group. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, no, but we do. I mean, we may not play together, but we challenge each other. That's uh, the whole purpose okay. of sharing your score. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then the game pigeon games that I've talked about before. I don't, I don't, I don't think phone. I've even heard of that. I, I'll honest, look it up. You don't I didn't even know that there was a thing. I, it may be an Apple thing. Honestly, oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, but um, yeah. So I have Jackbox games oh, on here as well. Sorry. More more Jackbox Jackbox game nights would be fun. Uh, I'm I'm into party type games, group type games. Uh, I'm not a big gamer otherwise, so I love to play like Fall Guys or Gang Beasts or Mario Kart with this group. Uh, I think all those would be really really fun. Um, and. Uh, yeah, like the stuff you said, code names. I love code names. Mm-hmm. We've played that online a few times. Um, and that's always fun. It's usually Brian that's hosting that game. Yeah. And it's always a blast. Um, that one makes you think. That one makes... And, and that one, that game has the power to make you feel real smart or real dumb. Or real dumb. But yeah. both as the person giving the clues. Like, I don't really feel bad if I don't catch a clue. But if I'm the one giving the clue... And I think it's a brilliant one and no one else can see it. I'm the one that feels dumb. Yeah. I'm not like, you guys are so stupid. I'm like, oh, I I thought this was going to be easier. think of our topic this week. Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Let's end our show. Uh, but before we go, we want to share some things that we hate. You want to go first? Oh, group chats. I hate group text like messages. Like text messages? Absolutely. I hate oh my gosh. Them yes. So you know what? I'm much. not even gonna read my thing. I'm gonna just jump on board with yours. Okay. The the fact that we have not developed a way to remove ourselves from a group text message For that real. we don't want to be in anymore is egregious. Mm-hmm. How has this not been facilitated in these apps yet? A unsubscribe button. Right? from these chats. I am in this massive freaking group chat for ministers in this area of which I am barely qualified because I've given like three sermons, (sighs) but I have to hear about all these luncheons and meetings and conferences and discussions about where and when it goes off all day long and I can't get off the list. (laughs) So... My reasoning for hating group chats is not quite as big as yours, Um, but I just feel like there's no group chat etiquette that's ever applied. Like, I understand the necessity for having a group chat. Sure. Okay. Um, It makes it so much easier when you need to tell a large number of people something very specific. Okay, cool. Here's the thing that you don't do in a group chat. Same rules that apply in small group apply in group chat. There is no crosstalk. If you're going to have crosstalk, and crosstalk is when two individuals engage in a conversation excluding all others, if you're going to have crosstalk with someone, have your own individual text. Please. There's nothing wrong with opening up a new text message and texting that one person and saying, hey, just saw what you, just saw what you said in the group message. Let's chat about it. And I also think that it should be set up like fully developing what I said earlier. It should be set up like email. You should have the option of reply to the sender or reply all. Yeah. Because for mine, one of my biggest pet peeves is the church prayer chain uh, thing that I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. Because all it's supposed to be is when we have a prayer request come in, we have one person who sends that prayer request out. But then we have a thousand people replying, I will pray or hitting a little emoji that's only on Apple products Mm -hmm. for this. And I get a liked this whole message on and on, just praying, 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 praying. It's a prayer chain that you signed up for. We assume already that you're praying when these come in. You don't need to tell us. Yeah. That's what this is for. So let's just all assume we're praying for the prayer chain things and stop blowing up everybody's phone. Please. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was a good gripe. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> let's let's get out of this bad mood and end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is 3 John 1, 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. <laughs> And that's going to do it for The Back Row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. 
As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.